Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Pretend We Know Sport podcast with Matty Wyman and myself, Aaron Sidhu. How are you, Matty? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Just glad to get this podcast up and running. Let's see where it goes. Well then, we're a bit we're a bit clever, to be fair. So it should it it should be it should be one of like the top selling podcasts within the next like month, I'd say, in the country. I'd I'd say give it a week. We'll be up there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be up there with Talksport. Everyone who listened to to this one, oh, we'll be we'll be better than Talksport. You reckon? No, yeah, there's no clickbaiting around here. That's the da- <laughs> <laughs> right. Then. No shade think... of Talksport. Talksport. If you hear this, give me a job. Thank you. <laughs> give us a job, please. We'll take two. Um, I think it's only right that we kick off with your beloved derby. Back to winning ways after a one-nil victory against Bournemouth. How yeah, do I don't think? know how we won. To be honest, I mean, we were unreal. It was like one of the best performances of the season, definitely. Um, I mean, it it wasn't expected. That was the thing. Like I did not after the the Rotherham game. It's like the opposite of the performance I expected. It was unreal. I mean, I I watched it. It's the first time I watched Derby properly this season. Um, and I know you're down at the bottom, but the the contrast between the two sides. It looked like it looked like Derby were going for the automatic. Well, I'd say a promotion spot, and mm. Bournemouth just looked. They just looked tired. They, they didn't. They didn't want it. I think they created one chance with um, Dom Solanke. He should have put that away. But other than I that... I don't know how he how he didn't score that. £20 million. I mean, I know he's done well this season. But there's just no way you missed that. Like, you just can't be. I, I mean, that was I mean, a let off. Because if that went in, then we were in big trouble. Yeah, if that went in, you'd worry for Derby then. But it, it's a tap and he's got to score that. He's just got to score it. As a professional footballer, you've just got to put them away. It's one of those ones where if you were playing with your mates and you missed it, or your mates would rip into you for not scoring it, and we're not professional footballers. So that just goes to show how bad I miss it was. <laughs> I've seen you at, uh, at goals a few times, put them wide. Yeah, yeah, but I'm fat and not very really good at football anymore, <laughs> so I can get away with it. I think lockdown's <laughs> got to you a little bit as well, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, I'll blame it on lockdown, bro. I'll blame it on lockdown. I think, yeah, that's, that's my excuse as well, I'll tell you that. So, it's everyone's excuse. <laughs> well, Rooney gets his first win as the permanent Derby boss. What do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it was, it, it was... It's no surprise to me in the sense that in a big game, the players played well in terms of against a big team. And it's something about Rooney when we've played the big teams with him obviously we beat Swansea too now which was an unreal performance that was under Wazza and we just seem to be like up for it we get up for it so was I expecting the performance we put out last night not necessarily but am I surprised that we put in one of the best performances of the season no because we we did it against Swansea who obviously is second and Norwich beat Norwich at the top of the league yeah I mean that, that to be fair that Norwich game was an absolute daylight robbery. But the, 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 <laughs> it was a the game last night. We, well, yeah, but the, the game, the game we played last night, we 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 deserved it. And I think I just don't think Bournemouth wanted it. They weren't interested. Like Bielik was unreal. Shinny was unreal. They just absolutely ran the midfield. Oh, I mean, I, like, I was saying to you last night was we were speaking. I think Bielik. I told you it was my, my man of the match. His work mm. rate was phenomenal. Just he just yeah. covered, he was everywhere. Like every time I looked at, he was like a warrior. He he went down. Yeah. 
said we can't lose him, and I was like, I was I was watching him play, and he looked he looked like a Premier League midfielder. He looked quality last night. He really did. He ran the game, and you think like the the players in Bournemouth midfield in terms of Lewis Cook, uh, Jefferson Lerber, and obviously Jack Wilshere came on, and not at one point did Bielik ever look out of place. In fact, he looked better than them. I mean, yeah, um, he, he looked miles better. They didn't want it and- at all. They just looked slow. They weren't up for it. And obviously, I think the pitch being bad helped us a bit. Um, but I mean, that's oh, the first you, think, you think you did that on purpose? Um, I mean, not on purpose, but I think everyone's well aware that when you play a team like Bournemouth, it's, the pitch isn't as good. It's going to benefit a side that wants to sort of sit back and let them have all the ball because they like to play the ball, Bournemouth. Um, they did when they were in the Prem and they still do. But overall... Unreal performance. I was absolutely buzzing, um, and we should kick on from it now. I just, I can, I can see. Um, we've got QPR next away. I can just see a bad performance. Like it's just the way our season's gone. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It, it could be a turning point. It really could be a turning point. Yeah, I mean, we were speaking, and the way Rooney was, like, we were speaking just before the podcast. We were just it's the way Rooney, like, called the players out after the Rotherham game. And then they put a performance in like this. Surely you, you've got to expect to, to bounce straight away now. You got to just work on that that victory. And I feel like you've got a good platform for that. The way the players played, they listened to him. It was his first game in charge, so I don't see any reason why you can't get three points at QPR on Saturday. I feel like you've just yeah. you've got a platform now. I mean, we are. We, look, I, I, I'm going to be biased, but I'd like to think I take the bias oh, away in terms of. <laughs> but I, I, I think we're, we're, we're better than QPR we, I think player wise squad wise we are just better um, but it's not translated and worked like that in the championship for us this season but if we, if we can go and get three points it will change our seasons completely because we would have put two really good wins together but there's a long way to go and Derby a Derby and I'm sure they'll do everything to put us through the middle and ruin my weekends well it is a relegation battle I mean if you lose that then you kind of just wonder maybe what what if what if you do go down yeah I mean I don't really I don't really want to think about it I mean we there is no way that this club should go down even with the players we've got at the minute we're so much better than getting relegation um but that's not how the championship works. And it's not how football works. If you're not playing well enough as a team, you'll go down. Um, yeah, you're not got a God-given right. It was like Villa like, a couple of seasons ago. I just thought we were too big not to go down. And we, we were in a similar position to Derby, just struggling in the championship. And mm. thank God we've turned it around. But I, yeah, I can just I feel your pain, bro. That's all I can say. I feel your pain. Yeah. Well, you have, you have turned it around massively, haven't you? Oh, mate, we we're flying at the minute. I just uh, we haven't played in nineteen games, but it's it's just un, unreal at the at the moment. I feel like we can really push for Europe. You think you can get it, Europa League? I'm very or Champions League. <laughs> I'm optimistic. Well, I don't think I'm that optimistic. I think there's the, the the top four, in my opinion, will probably be. I think United, City, Liverpool and Leicester, maybe Spurs. Mm. Um, not too sure, but as I said, like we can push for Europe and then just push on from there. I mean, it's a building process. I mean, if you think about it, last season, we just survived by a point. Yeah, to, to, I mean, from, that was massive as well. Oh, bro, 
if if we didn't do that, then imagine where we'd be now. I think we would have lost Grealish, we'd have lost Mings, McGinn, we'd have lost a lot of players. So it's massive the fact that we managed to sign players like Martinez and Ross Barkley on loan. It's just a huge statement. Yeah, just, yeah, massively. I just hope it continues. I hope we, we can just build from it. I think I think the way Villa have done things is an example to set to any club that wants to stay in the Premier League in terms of, look, they, they spent money at the start of last season. And I'm not saying all those players worked out, whether it was Marvellous Nakamba or Trezeguet or, or whoever, who Trezeguet, by the way, actually came up with some important goals at the end of the season. Yeah, but did. you've managed to stay up, albeit there might be a lot of luck involved when you did, i.e. The, the goal line technology fiasco against Sheffield United that everyone speaks about and stuff. But you've stayed up and you've built and now you're looking like a team who's not even going to have to worry about relegation for a couple of seasons at least. Um, and it's just the right way to do it. You've invested in the right areas. I mean, Barkley's a brilliant signing. Um, probably the best one was keeping Grealish. Um, yeah. Paying him to a new deal. I mean, you look a good side. I mean, I don't think there's a team in the Premier League um, this this season that will look at Villa and think, oh, I fancy having a go at them. Because, I mean, exactly. look, we I mean, I mean, we're going into the City Man City game tonight and I'm not fearful. I mean, if we lose, we lose. But I'm just, I'm, I'm more, like, quietly confident. Yeah. So I did tell you, I put a, a cheeky little bet on me for us to um to do something special, who knows? Your but, little five five one Villa win. <laughs> hey, ten to one, you can't go wrong. But no, you can't. I was just my friend sent me a stat over today, mm-hmm. um, and it, it just it just said the worst finishers in the Premier League, and Kevin De Bruyne is number one. The that minus is four point eight NPG. You see, I didn't even know that. That is crazy. Well, I mean, Trezeguet is in the top five and so is Ali Watkins, but we won't speak about that. <laughs> no, no, no. no. That, yeah, but they're not Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, exactly, yeah. that, that is crazy. I mean, the, the one thing you would say is I think De Bruyne does need to add a few more goals to his game. I mean, he's world-class. Everyone knows that. But um, he's, I think he scored three, three goals this year in the league. Just, just the three. I think, he missed, I think he's missed two penalties as well. Oh, yeah, and he missed that one against Liverpool, which was huge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you've got a chance tonight. I I, I, I genuinely do. I mean, the problem is City's defence. I mean, Stones and Diaz have been unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I mean, saying that, um, they, yeah, they've conceded one goal in 10 games together. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all right, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's not it's, too it's bad, okay. is it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, no it's, it's no Esri Conter and Tyra Mings, but... Yeah, you see, I was going to say it's no Matt Clark and Andre Wisdom, but I've got <laughs> levels to this game. Oh, Andre Wisdom nearly scared me yesterday with his touch. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, the way he tried to clear that ball, just touching on that. Oh. Wait, he didn't try to clear it, did he? He kind of just left did, it. Yeah, he, he kind of just went to touch it, didn't touch it, and left the, the big Calarus, man. big boy. The big man. Your Roos. best mate, Calarus, isn't he? He's the reason you're in the Premier League. <laughs> hey, none of that. Come on. <laughs> I was going to I was going to actually going to mention that because his save yesterday was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing he's an unreal shot stopper. He's just not the best that the rest. What about catching uh, it and McGinn just heading it in? Right, let's talk about Villa in the Premier League <laughs> some more, yeah. 
<laughs> we don't we need to talk about that. That never happened. That never happened. I don't oh, know what yeah. Talking I about. forgot, man. I was dreaming. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. I've actually got it written down in my notes. Kenaru's nightmare. Oh, I knew I was going to bring it up somehow. I knew I was going to bring it up. To be fair, it was actually me that brought it up like an idiot, but we knew. No, I, I, I set you up for that, didn't I? Set you up for that. Um, yeah, it was so. Right, do you want to speak about the FA Cup and how that went down for Derby and Aston Villa? Yeah, I mean, two very similar situations, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, I'm not going to pretend like playing against Chorley and playing against the champions of England <laughs> is similar, but you know. It, I mean, it, it's it, close. It's very close. There is similarities there in terms of, you know, Chorley, massive, well, not massive club, small club and Liverpool, small club as well. But Yeah, Tim Pop. Yeah, that'll, that'll rattle any Liverpool fans that listen to this. Oh, only um, my cousins are going to be listening to this. Fuming. <laughs> but um, I think it kind of rekindled the magic of, magic of the FA Cup, I think. I think it needed something like that. I mean, the Villa one was unreal. Um those, those lads that, that played against Liverpool, they, I don't think they could have performed any better. I mean, the fact that they kept it at 1-1. The fact was, that we were 1-1 the, at half-time was just something it, special. I mean, it was, it was the look on Louis Barry's face when he just put it in the back of the net. That, that was everything. Yeah. That. It was for and every Villa fan, that was. i tell you what, as well. You didn't even doubt him for a second when he was running on through there. And oh, I think yeah. that was the most impressive thing. I think that's the sign of a good footballer is the way he, like, there's certain players that you don't back if they're one-on-one. You know, you look at them and you think, mm, and you'd understand it from someone in that position, like Louis Barry, 17, you know, he, he misses it, you know, the nerves. But there was no nerves there. He, you knew as soon as he picked that ball up, he was going to score. Um, I mean, it was, and, it was in no doubt that ball was going in the back of the net. As soon as, as, soon as he, the, he kicks the ball, you just see the smile on his face, he knows it's going in the back of the net. Yeah, no, it was unreal, and I know, I know they lost in the end four one, but I, I, that was a win for them, and I think that was a win for the FA Cup. I think it was a win for Villa as a club as a whole. Like I, it, I just think it was is brilliant, and I do think similarly about the Derby one. I mean, we've got one of the best academies in the country, and look, could they have played a little bit better? Maybe, but they'd never played. Pro football. That's professional I mean, football. It's a different level. So it is. I mean, Isaac Hutchinson had played forty odd games for South End. He was the only one. Um, he's gone on loan to Forest Green now, anyway. But it that you, they, again, they could just be proud of themselves. And what it did actually, you had these kids who'd never played for Derby before playing in the FA Cup, one of the biggest domestic competitions in the world. Well, I'd argue that. And and you gave them that chance, and they got to play in that. And then you've got a team like Chorley, who get into the fourth round of the FA Cup. That that's that that is what the FA Cup's all about. So it, it, it meant everything to Chorley. I mean there was they were singing a doubt at the end of the game. I remember watching a video on um on the BBC Sport Instagram page. Yeah. And that it was like it meant everything for them. So I mean in a way it's it's might be a blessing in disguise to Derby. Just focus on the league and try and Yeah I definitely think it is. Uh, we 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 with we need to stay up. FA Cup would have oh, been nice, okay. but we've got to prioritise and staying up's the massive thing. Um, but no, I think in answer to your question about what I thought about Derby's youngsters and the same with Villa, I think it was everything the FA Cup needed and I think it was a win-win for everyone. Um, I, I, I saw no negatives with it except for the fact that some people got coronavirus. Um, oh. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant for the FA Cup, brilliant for English football and brilliant for them young lads. 
Yeah, I mean, talking about coronavirus, I think Villa have been hit quite quite massively on, on that subject. I think we had nine players affected and five staff members. Yeah. Um, we didn't really know who and how, and it was all just like everything was up in the air. And you'd, you'd think that the Premier League would have um, a backup plan for situations like this. But I think it was all just everything was in the dark. I mean, you're a, you're a Spurs follower, Spurs fan as well. We'd oh, say the people that listen to this, plastic, you can't support two teams. <laughs> I've heard so, it all I'm, before. Come I've known me. you long enough to know the story behind it, so it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, touching on that, Jose wasn't happy. No, he, and I think he, he had every right to be initially. I mean, it happened with when Spurs were supposed to play Fulham initially. And they only found out like two hours before kickoff that it wasn't going to happen. I mean, that is just ridiculous. And Look, the Premier League, I actually think, have done very well for the most part in terms of getting the league back on, getting it done safely, all the testing, etc. Um, but I think that was a big, a big error on their, on their behalf. That shouldn't be happening. Um, I actually think they did well because, uh, obviously, Spurs were meant to play Villa away. Um, and, obviously, that got rescheduled. And then that became the Fulham game versus Spurs. Um, so... <laughs> Look, I think that they kind of have to make it up as they go along. I think overall they're, they're doing a decent job, but stuff like that can't happen. You know, mm. you can't have games up in the air up until two hours before kickoff. They need to, I mean, I'm not the one to be able to tell you what that is, but they need to find something that um, it prevents that from happening. Because at the end of the day, it, it, it made a, not a mockery, but it, it was a bit sort of schoolboy stuff. Um, it really was. I mean, you looked at... I mean, Jose's Instagram did make me laugh. His oh, Jose's post, Instagram's amazing. It, Unreal. Oh, he's, he's too funny on that. He's just... Uh, I think he's become um, an Instagram phenomenon at the moment. He's got two million followers already. He, he's one of the most ambiguous guys ever. There was a, he, he put up an Instagram post like after the Sheffield United game. And it was just him stood in the middle of uh, Bramall Lane. In the pitch. Just yeah, I'm looking own. at yeah. that right now. <laughs> Like king of Instagram, nothing. just unreal. What what a man! What a man! Unbelievable he is. What a character as well. And this is a not planned part two <laughs> due to technical difficulties. So, but well, welcome back. I mean, you won't know that there was a gap, but there was one. Um, but here we are, just before the technical issues. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Chelsea Leicester, and obviously. Last night, Leicester winning 2-0 at the King Power against Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Um, one, Leicester looked extremely good. Um, I know you want to talk a bit about James Madison as well. But also, yeah. Chelsea looking pretty poor and Lampard looking a little bit out of his depth, I'd say. So, very interesting game. But uh, I'll let you speak about James Madison because I know you thought he... He's, uh, he's really in form at the minute. I know you want to say a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, I was watching his interview last night as well. Um, and he mm. just looked, he, he looked like he's got a future pundit career on the way. Did you, did you take him? Yeah, his, his interview was brilliant. It's, I thought it was a breath of fresh air. He, it, 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 he was different to what most footballers are in terms of just media trained. Yeah, I mean, say I mean, the same generic things. For those who are listening that don't know, uh, we both obviously study sports journalism. So we kind of 
we know how we probably should have said that shouldn't we really at the we start. should we should have opened with that but i mean yeah. <laughs> we're assuming people know but for those who don't we, we kind of we know how or we've been taught how football players in the limelight address how they how they speak to the media and they speak kind of robotic they give certain answers and this this interview was just it was it was a, yeah, it was amazing as you say breath, breath of fresh air like put just, it this way he, he definitely missed the media training day at Leicester <laughs> because that would not have been what they told him to do but I tell you what the thing was though he spoke with so much sense and it was just brilliant to listen to I mean when you match that with the fact he's in the form of his life and he's playing brilliantly he's got a good future James Madison a very bright one I mean so do Leicester at the minute top of the league I mean their performances at the minute um, they've, they've been unreal to be honest with you they've not lost in six games I mean, I, I tweet, I tweeted earlier, um, and I said you'll struggle to find. Oh God, nearly burps then, bit grim. <laughs> very professional, <laughs> As, very professional. It's a professional podcast. Um, that didn't happen. Anyone, anyone listening, it, it didn't happen. Um, no, but I, I, I tweeted and I said, I think Talksport had tweeted what can can Leicester challenge for the title this season. I was responding. I said, like, of course they can. And I said, you will not find a better all-round team in the Premier League right now. I, well, I mean, everyone knows Villa. each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, other than Aston Villa, you know. <laughs> I mean, from that an unbiased point saying, of view. <laughs> that goes without saying. But no, seriously, I think you'll struggle to, yeah. to find a better team in terms of everyone knowing each other's roles, you know, wanting to go through brick walls for each other and the manager. Um. I, I genuinely believe, I mean, last season we thought at points they could challenge for the title. Yeah. I think this year they can. I think they look to have a, more of a ruthlessness about them. Last year, you always felt like they were going to fall off towards the end of the season. I mean, like towards the end of the season, they just dropped off completely. I mean, the last game of the season it went down to against Man United and they just mm. they just crumbled. Yeah, I mean, when massively. you let Jesse Lingard score against you, then you know you've got problems. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... But, I mean, just taking this quote from Madison, what he said earlier, is you don't play for Brendan Rodgers if you don't do the dirty work, which which kind, yeah. of, said, kind of says a lot. Because, I mean, if you touch on the way Lampard's side, the, what he said yesterday, I mean, Lampard, was that the players didn't work hard and they didn't want it and they, they, they can't challenge for the... He said they can't challenge for the title. I mean, they're not in a position to challenge for the title. <laughs> and spending 200 million, surely you got to ask some questions there. That, for me, was a pretty poor excuse. What do you mean you, you can't be challenging for the title? You have spent... So I, I get personal with Lampard, just come salty because he left Derby. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've spent 200000000 million. You've got the players you wanted. You've got one of the best centre-backs of the last decade centre-half. You've got supposedly one of the most uh, exciting strikers in, in the Europe right now one of the more exciting midfielders, and yet Mason Mount is your best player. And some, something's gone wrong. And Lampard's got it wrong. The blame has to be at his door. Um, I, I, mean, I, I, I saw Trevor Sinclair on TalkSport earlier, and he said, he said they've got an overload in, the wing, in, winger, in winger positions. And they're like, they've got constant like, wingers on the pitch, but then like Tammy Abraham and Olivier Giroud are on the bench. 
it, it just nothing seems to to make sense, and he doesn't know what his best team is. He, he doesn't know he's starting eleven. I mean, all you can say is that when you look at the team sheet, you know who's going to be in the team, but you can, you only know three players are going to be in that team, and it's going to yeah. be Mason Mount, hundred percent. It's going Thiago to be Silva. Thiago Silva and Mendy. You can't really yeah. you can't really say any. any and you can't predict. even like a bench even hill Mendy. Mendy Mendy started well, but. He has looked shaky in, in the last month, I'd say. I, I'm not that impressed with him. He's better than Kepper, but I'm better than Kepper. Um, <laughs> I think everyone's better than Kepper. Um, but, yeah, I think they're in big trouble. And I don't think he's got long left because spending all that money, they had to challenge for the start of the season. I yeah, said but, it but saying that, Matty, I mean, saying mm. that, you go back about four or five weeks and... You look at they beat Sevilla four 0 in the Champions League, mm. and and you're wondering the are the problems fixed? Is it, it's it's all it's all looking rosy? I mean, you don't go to Sevilla, a team in the Champions League, a team in Europe who don't concede many goals. You put yeah. four past them, and you keep a clean sheet, and then all of a sudden, from from then, I think after the Leeds game, it's gone a bit downhill, losing to Everton, yeah. losing to Wolves. It's just they don't look what? right. What I would say about that Sevilla game is Olivier Giroud scored all four, four goals and he didn't start in what was one of their biggest games of the season yesterday. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I, I'm not saying Giroud is the answer to Chelsea's problems because he has played quite a lot. But, but stuff like that just goals. doesn't make sense to me. He's, he's proven Premier League player. And yeah, I think they're in trouble. I, I, look, football can change very quickly. And look, we could be sat here in a month and Chelsea have won like five on the spin, six on the spin. They're in the top four and suddenly they're challenging for the title again because that's how football works, especially this year in the Premier League. But if they don't sort it out quickly, Lampard's in trouble and Abramovich won't uh, stick around to watch it go this way for much longer, to be honest. He's a very... I mean, uh, he he was a ruthless, ruthless, we'll say. Cause yes, ruthless is the word. I couldn't find it. <laughs> he was, he's ruthless with, he's been ruthless with every other manager that he's he's appointed. But this yeah. is this is different. I mean, usually, if he was any other manager, if it wasn't Frank Lampard, he'd, he'd be, be gone. gone. He'd, he'd be, be gone. gone. He would have gone last week. I mean, if it, if it wasn't Frank Lampard, he wouldn't be in the job anyway. He would have never got the job. He's only got the job because he's Frank Lampard. Yeah, and I appreciate that as sort of sentiment and it could have gone really well and it still might go really well um, because I don't want to make judgments too soon, but it's not looking great for them. Um, but with the fixtures they've got coming up, I mean, you don't know, they could put some wins together and suddenly we're talking about how Lampard's a genius. A bit like with Solskjaer, look at him at the start of the season. Solskjaer oh yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone was tipping him, tipping him to be and the now, first one out of the job. And they're now in a title race. So you, you don't know. Um, but on that point, Premier League fixtures coming up. Obviously, you've got City Villa tonight. You've got new. You've got Newcastle on Saturday as well. Yeah. yeah. What 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 are you thinking for those games? Oh, we're going. Well, let's introduce the uh, the weekly predictions game, then, shall we? Well, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, I think. I think at the end of at the end of the season, we should. Uh, this should be a prize in place. We'll We'll think of that. Um, or at the end of every week, someone gets to send a tweet on the other person's Twitter, maybe. 
How about that? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, like that. Something, something daft like that. But um, we'll do. We're gonna do the prediction game. So we'll go through. We'll pick. We'll pick a, like about four or five games a week, and then whoever gets the most points, I think, wins. We'll say that. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so we're gonna do. Do you want to do, do the results spot on, or just the, or just the correct score? Well, we well, let's, let's do the, we want to we want to do the results um because it makes it a bit more interesting isn't it? a bit a bit harder yeah um but we'll set out we'll set out a point system i'm thinking you know a uh, one point if you guess who wins uh, or like if it's a draw or whatever score. and then like an extra one point if you get the correct score i think it'll be interesting sorted let's do it so shall i crack it on with the uh with the game tonight, City yeah, go with tonight. City. Yeah, go with go with City Villa first, your boy. Right, so I'm optimistic, but I'm still realistic in a way. I've gone for Manchester City one, Aston Villa one. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm. I worry for your scoring just because <laughs> of how good City's defense has been lately. But I can see it happening. To be fair. I can see um, our old Golzi getting one at the back post. El Golzi getting El in the goals again. What a player! <laughs> no, yeah, but, I, I, I can see that. I, I, it's just weather. I mean, I think if City get an early goal, they'll run away with it because I think that's how City work. Um, yeah. But there's no reason why I can't go there and get something because you're a good team this year. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's your second <laughs> team, mate. Come on. <laughs> But, right, um, what, what are you feeling? How are you feeling about it? Look, if if I was going to put money on... Which I'd you go, will do I'd... in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Not on that game. That's too hard to call. I do easy bets. Um, I, I, I'd go I'd go 2-0 City. Um, I, think, I think that they're just too good for everyone at the minute. Yeah. Um, I think they win, they go top of the league. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'll go to Nil City. I, th- I think, unfortunately for you, that they'll they'll just be a, sort of that step above that that uh, that bit of quality that yeah. perhaps I mean, you might not I have. Mean, I'm more concerned about the performance. If we hold our own, we've not played in 19, 19 days, twenty days, something like that. Something ridiculous yeah. like that. Anyway, so if we if we put in a good performance, I mean, if Grealish plays plays well, we play well. So. But at the same time, it's not all about Greenwich anymore. We've kind of just changed. Yeah. I mean, we can keep him out for... for If we keep him out for 60, 70 minutes, we've done a good job. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. They're, in the, they're, they're in the best form they've been in a while. Um, on that, let's move to the other side of Manchester, the red yeah. side. Some may say the bigger side. <laughs> um, they've got Fulham away. Now... I think this is a huge game for them because I actually think Fulham are a decent side at the minute. Um, obviously, they got a draw yeah, against great. Spurs. They, they took lost Chelsea, Chelsea to them. But they were unlucky. They were very unlucky. unlucky. They, they deserved yeah. at least a point out of that game as well. I mean, they got a yeah. point at Liverpool as well. Yeah, so I think oh, this is a tough one. I do think United will come through because uh, I, I do think they're in a title race this year, and I do think they have the quality for it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one nil Man United. One nil, like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll put everything on the line. I'll say a Bruno Fernandez penalty. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's written in the stars for that. But it is written in the stars. 90 tenth, 90 tenth minute. That's an interesting minute. Yeah. Other, minute before. Otherwise known, <laughs> otherwise known as the hundredth minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, still can't believe that happened. By the way, just I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. That was ridiculous. Anyway, what oh, are you thinking? I'll tell you what. I am thinking Fulham are going to score. I just yeah. think Man United are going to have too much class. They've got yeah, they've got yeah too much firepower up front to not score. So I've gone for a three-one Man United win. Yeah, fair play. Fulham are playing well, I mean, but yeah. I mean, I'll be right because I, I I'm just that good. Of but, course, yeah, yeah of course, de- you are. decent guess, decent guess. <laughs> and then right, moving on to Anfield tomorrow night. Oh, this is an interesting one. I mean, I've I've kind of gone for the same result that happened last season. I mean, Liverpool that... not firing on all cylinders. So, I I've gone for a Liverpool one, Burnley one. Oh, but yeah, get... it's, very, it's interesting, isn't it? It is. I think at some point there'll be a reaction from Liverpool. Um, obviously they're not firing on all cylinders at the minute. The attackers aren't. Doing what they normally do, they've not got Van Dijk, uh, as Liverpool fans keep reminding us. Um, and who's they not got? Think... I can't remember. Well, done, not definitely Van Dijk's there, definitely. Oh, was it Van Dijk? <laughs> they're, they're not sure. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> oh, Liverpool fans are going to hate us. Um, I know, but Connor's going to love it if he listens to this. Yeah, I, I think tonight will be the night where they just flick a switch and it'll feel all rosy again. So I'm going to go 3-0 Liverpool. Oh, OK. Um, Big win. I mean, it's because I want that to happen because I've got Salah captained on my fantasy. Oh, but no, I don't think there was I, a reason for it. No, no, I do I do think... I, I, Burnley, they're, they're one of those teams that can be absolutely dreadful or they can get these good results in these sorts of games, but I don't think that'll be tonight. So I'm going 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, against the big sides, they do hold out quite well, other than Man City, but they they used it against United, they had a good game, so I've yeah. gone for 1-1. Jay Rodriguez, probably my goal scorer. Yeah, but, same same as last year in the same fixture. Yeah, literally, I've, I've literally gone for... A, the same thing. The same thing. I just don't, I don't think Liverpool are going to, are going to, Win, I just I can't see it. I don't know why. I just they're just not firing on all cylinders. That's that's all I can say for them at the minute. They just don't look. No, I agree. Great. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't get get a result because of the way they're playing. But I just have a feeling that tonight. I, mean, I think I heard Klopp might say top four's priority, and that well, that's, that's, that's something that's you don't ridiculous. hear him say. So oh, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's, I was that's I was a, thinking, is game. he already admitting defeat? Is he? Well, yeah, I think it's mind games. Or is it mind games? Yeah. I'd um, say so. So, shall we move on to the Saturday fixtures? We'll go to Villa yeah. Park first. Yeah, I mean, oh. this game for me goes one way and one way only, and that's a 7 0 Newcastle win. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Oh, v- you had to say that Villa with a straight Wall. face. Uh, I, I did have to stop smiling, I'm not going to lie. Um, v- Villa will walk all over Newcastle on Saturday. Um, yeah. You know, I'll I'll go I'll go three 0 again, um, as I did for the Liverpool game. 
Um, I just think that Newcastle are in a dire position at the minute. They're playing dreadful football. They can barely score a goal. Um, and obviously they've got a Villa legend, Bruce is going. Bruce. Oh, well, iconic he is. Yeah, I, I think he'll be gone. But yeah, I, I think 3-0 Villa, easy win, walk all over him, to be honest. I'll tell you what, I've gone for the exact same result. Look at that. Hey, got, we've agreed yeah. on we've agreed on a result. I've got Villa 3, Newcastle 0. Why like, should it be like 2-0 Newcastle now? <laughs> no way. If we let Newcastle score, I can't, I'll, I'll be fuming. I know. Oh, they I know. look, they I, look I, I dreadful. They actually they look do. dreadful. I was you watching them against Arsenal and you, you just, yeah, exactly. You just worry for them. They just, mm. oh, I think they're going to be down there in a relegation battle. I mean, they're, I think they're about three, four points clear, but that'll, that'll all change soon, I think. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they could go down. Um, oh, 100%. Easily. I think, I think Bruce is, Bruce, if we, if we, if we do beat them 3 0 and they just show no, no, like fight, nothing up front as well. They just the the, the game plan is hoof it up to Andy Carroll and see what he can do. I mean, yeah, that's that's not the best way to go about things, especially in the Premier League. So, no, I think if we beat them three now, I I I think Bruce is gone. He'll probably be off ski. I I'd off. agree. Um, now proper football. Oh, there we go. Also on Saturday, we've got a cheeky relegation battle: QPR versus Derby. And you know what? I will never go against the Rams. Never so I'm going to go. That's I'm going to go. Said about before the podcast. Q, Q, QPR one, Derby two. Um, QPR I, I don't, one, Derby two. I don't think we will stop them scoring. Um, Charlie Austin's obviously back at QPR. They've got Lyndon Dykes. Um, so I don't think we'll stop them scoring, but um, I think we're a better team than them. And with the likes of Yuzwiak, Kazim Richards can cause problems. Milik running the midfield. I I think I think we can win. I mean, I'm I, that's more out of hope. But I'm going to go two one Derby. I'm you know? going to go for. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it logically. I mean, Charlie Austin's come back to QPR. You think he scored in his first game or something? Yeah, he did against Luton away. Yeah, so they've they've hit a bit of form. I think they're they're due to they're due to Norwich. And I think they've got Cardiff tonight. But I'm going to go for a one-one. Yeah, that's fair play. I think think it'll be it'll be tight. It'll be it'll be nervy. But yeah, I can see I can see a one-one all day. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely see a one-one. Just because that it, it's so close down there and the quality between teams, it's it's so minimal. They're I mean, all so similar. Exactly. We saw that yesterday. The the difference is is nothing. Every every team can be can be right up there or down below and it'll be an even game. Mm. It's a big game. No, the, but I'll be rooting yeah, I'm, for the Rams. I'm nervous for it. I'll be rooting for the Rams. Don't worry about that. Yeah, look at that. It's because we're the best team in the country. Yeah, that's why. Is that, is that even in doubt? No, no one doubts that. We're huge, massive. Right. So <laughs> we'll we'll pick these results up next next time. Next time, we'll, yeah, we'll do, we'll do one next week. But see see how close we got. We'll probably be made to look like fools, to be honest, because that's how football works. But <laughs> football is a funny also, game, eh? It's a funny game. It is. And because football is a funny game, 
I do briefly want to talk about a different sport, believe yeah. it or not, because there is something quite big happening in the world of MMA this Saturday um, in Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Now, I think it's the McGregor's return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. He's coming out of reti- retirement for the 756th time. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a huge event. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it will be a close fight. Um, I mean, it's going to be a lot different to Conor's last fight against Donald Cerrone, um, the yeah. cowboy. Uh, obviously, that did not last very long at all. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And obviously, the money it will generate uh, from worldwide audiences for the UFC is massive um, because Conor McGregor has just become such a big figure. But I'm struggling to call it, actually. Are you? Um, mm, I mean, I think Poirier, is, he, he's world-class. And, I mean, some of the, win, the wins he's got um, have been brilliant. I mean, he beat Gaethje, who obviously just lost to Khabib. Um, so, I, I genuinely don't know which way it's going to go. But if I was to put money on, I'd put money on, on McGregor. Um, I mean, in his last fight, I think, yeah, as you said, beating Cowboy, I think that was done in about 40 seconds. I think he finished. Yeah, yeah. He, McGregor up. landed every single strike. Um, and obviously, he, he ended up knocking him down with the with one of those shoulders, which was absolutely brutal, which we hadn't seen from McGregor before. Um, so no, I'm really looking forward to it on on Saturday. I, I think it'll be a great fight. Um, it'll be explosive. Put it that I mean, way. I mean, in the first fight, it was I think was it back in 2014? Yeah, it was a while ago. Now is it? It was a while ago. But I think McGregor. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think McGregor. Just it was ended... on the undercard of Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. But McGregor just ended that fight in I think about 90 seconds. So I I can see the. He said he said he said in his um, in one of the interviews he'll he'll finish it in sixty. But I mean, I, if, I if he does fair play, yeah, if he does fair play, I can't. I mean, I can't see it going five rounds. Um, I'll tell you what, though, thing. he does look stacked at the minute. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, been watching the fight camps and stuff, he, he absolutely looks. Shredded. He looks. He looks. He does. He does. Um, yeah, I, look, he's a. He's one of the best the sport's seen in terms of how big he is and how good he has been. So he, he'll be the favourite, but I tell you what, it's going to be a great fight and I'm really looking forward to it. And on um, a fight that happened last Saturday, actually, just want to briefly shout out to Max Holloway and Calvin Catter for one of the best fights I've seen in a long, 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 long time. And actually one of the most dominant performances I've seen Obviously, Max Holloway, I think he got 50-42 on one of the judges' scorecards, and it's the first time that's happened since... I, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It's only the second time it's happened in UFC history, which just shows how crazy it is. I think I was speaking to someone, they said it's the equivalent of having uh, seven, ten, eight rounds in boxing, which is just ludicrous. That, that is ridiculous, that. Um, but that fight was unbelievable, and Max Holloway definitely should be in with a title shot at one four five now. Um I think he's. I think he's still better than Volkanovski. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do a little shout out to that because uh, that. that yeah, was no, no, you're saying. I mean, it went. It went to points in the end, didn't it? But mm, I don't know how. It should have been stopped in the fourth. But I mean, fair play to Kata sticking in there, 
it, it was unbelievable, unbelievable to watch. It was just crazy. Yeah. Um, and here's hoping that that's going to be similar to what the Poirier McGregor fight will be. I, I I hope, but I do doubt it. I think McGregor will finish it in a, in two rounds. Two yeah, rounds, I think it'll be over by two rounds. I mean, Poirier is a good fighter, but I think McGregor is just going to have too much for him in the end. Too much. He's yeah. just he just he's too good. I think he's the third time out of retirement, as you said, but he's just going to be a man on a mission, and he's dangerous. He's a dangerous, dangerous fighter. Absolutely, and he's also got a new one million pound watch as well. So oh, I've seen that. He's been getting that's r- a bit mental. Getting, a lot of stick for that, actually. I think I was looking at uh, some just, of the comments. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit mental. A one million, one million dollar watch. I oh, mean, I was listening to Talk Sport, and the exact number of diamonds on that watch: five hundred and twenty-two. Oh, that's is... nothing. I've, I've, I've got that in my bedroom, mate. Yeah, I know. You, you show me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full of them. But yeah, um, stupid. It is. It is so. Addiction. So much sport going on at the minute, um, across everything. One last shout out before we end: the Australia <laughs> India series. Oh, that's what this is what we were supposed to touch on. Oh, what, what, what a series! What a series! What a series! And oh. probably the, the one of the best Test series wins of all time. I oh, mean, mate. get him eight, down to the Gabba. Yeah, get him down to the Gabba. <laughs> Yeah, went to Gabba Tim Payne, didn't they? How'd that go, fella? No, it, oh, it was it ridiculous. was it was it was unbelievable. And I mean, Rishabh Pan. I mean, he, there's been times where people have been calling for him to be dropped. I mean, he should never be called to be dropped again. He's he stood up when his team needed him um, with that 89 not out. And he's what 23, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's 23, 24. He's very young, but. The talent on that boy. I mean, I was watching. I it. know he's unreal. I think I've seen him in the uh, in the IPL a couple of times as well. But that's different format, but he's just a quality all round batsman. Yeah, he is. And um, I, I mean, India just. I mean, with I mean, first of all, they didn't have the captain and best didn't batsman have in the world, the best Virat Kohli. Um, which in itself, if it was just him missing, would it would be a mammoth task to beat Australia in their own backyard like they did back in 2018 and beat them at the Gabba. The they're the first team to do it since 1988. 1988, yeah. That was West Indies, I think. Un- unbelievable. Um, but to pair it with the fact that they, they Ashwin got got injured, one of their most experienced um, bowlers and best spinner, and obviously not got Coley the shot. Like it was just, it I was mean, just the, unbelievable. The thing that amused me the most was he um, he added Tim Payne in his. In his Twitter, I was like, "Yeah, that, that got me going." That did. It's 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 the best way to respond to that. I, I do take issue with with Tim Payne at points. I think his captaincy is poor. I think I mean, he's not oh. got a test hundred. Or is is he got one test hundred? I don't think he's got a test hundred. I, I think I he's only think got he like. Does. But I think he's only got like one sportsmanship from Australia. I didn't like it one bit. No, it was. There's a difference between sledging and just being just unsportsman. And yeah, I mean, even um, what Steve um, Smith did earlier. Do you remember yeah, that? With, uh, yeah, trying to cut up the guard of Richard uh, Pass. It's, it, it's just it's little things like that, which is why people go against. I Australia mean, you'd think after um, everything that he's been through, 
he would have learned. He wouldn't do stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's just ridiculous how they how they how they think that they can get away with it with every single camera focused on them. It's, it's yeah. stupid. It is stupid. It, it, it's it's like in football when people like headbutt people like Pepe did against Leeds for Arsenal. Yeah. Like, why would you do it now? Like literally every single camera will pick it up. I mean, we're not going to speak about Messi's punch, are we? In the in the final of a cup, he, he clotheslined him. Oh. He thought he was in WWE. <laughs> It was thought I'd get away with that. Re- I know, yeah. First record of his career as well. For Barcelona, he's been sent off a couple of times. I think for Argentina. So yes, he has actually. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, no, I think um, the first ever red card for Barcelona. First for Barca, yeah. Which maybe says a lot about where his career is it, at Barca is. Is it the going. beginning of the end? I think it was the beginning of the end in the summer. Yeah, to be honest, he definitely wants to get out of there. Um, which is a shame. Because it, it it's ending a bit sour for. I mean, he's unreal, one of the best players of all time. But it is ending a bit sour. Um, he, he with just, he, where they are, losing the the super copper and so it. Yeah, it's 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 not the way that I don't think he would have wanted to go out, or his the fans would have wanted to go out. But it's the way it's going out by the looks of things, and yeah. he could be off to PSG to play with Neymar and Mbappe. See. see. That is ridiculous. That is outrageous. But he said, I think he's come out and said he wants to play in the MLS, but that's just easy for him, isn't it? Like, wouldn't wouldn't he want to do something better than that? If you look at what Ibra did in the MLS, Messi would do three times that. I mean, he would absolutely tear it up. Absolutely. I think every other player in the MLS would just let him do it. Because yeah, just gotta show the respect. Messi, show respect to to there you go. Best ever, best ever. But um, I think that's everything we wanted to talk about, really, isn't it? With a few extra bits clipped in there. Everything and more, bro. I think we've we've done all right for the first one. Hope hope everybody's enjoyed listening. Don't know how many people will be listening to the first one, but hopefully it's the start of many to come, Matty. It's been brilliant. Definitely. And to the people that are listening, if you are listening, one, thank you. Thank Two, it's our first time. We we're, we're not going to be perfect at it, um, but but we're gonna we're gonna improve with time as time goes on. Um, and thirdly, I hope you're all staying safe uh, in these rubbish times. Um, and other than that, really, I think that is the uh, the end of the first episode of the the, the pretend we know sport podcast. You almost forgot um, the name then. <laughs> uh, no, 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 never, never. Um, but yeah, unless there's anything you want to add before the end. No, I think we've covered it all for the, for to the, for the first one. I think it's a good platform. Yeah. Let's just get ready and let's cool. let's build on this now, bro. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see you ne- next Wednesday. We'll see you because we're gonna do this weekly. Um, yeah, we'll, so do, we'll be... do a weekly roundup. So we'll see you next Wednesday. So thank you for listening, everyone.